Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And uh, a little bit of everything this morning, a little potpourri, is uh, the Pelicans last night uh, began their season up in Memphis, taking on the Grizzlies. We'll come in and report on that. And, yes, Zion Williams played, <laughs> Williams played uh, I guess, uh, about – uh, 31 minutes of a 48-minute game. Meanwhile, the Saints, uh, their injury reports out, and uh, it's not getting any longer, but not getting any shorter either. Of course, uh, the big thing, they're going to be seeing their backup quarterback in Gardner Minshew as uh, Anthony Richardson, uh, separator, broke his collarbone, is uh, out for the year, going to have surgery. Uh, meanwhile, uh, football last night, uh, some college games. Again, football tonight. Uh, as a pretty big game uh, at the Saints fans will be watching. See how Tampa Bay does up in Buffalo against the Bills uh, tonight. Meanwhile, a couple coaches will have on uh, also. Uh, of course, uh, New Iberia High School head football coach uh, Josh Lillman will be on to talk about uh, the Jackets' win over Como last week. Uh, meanwhile, uh, big high school games on to, uh, this weekend. Uh, of course, last night we had some college games, uh, a couple college games. And, of course, tonight uh, we've got a couple more. And, of course, uh, Thursday night football, uh, as I mentioned, we'll keep an eye on uh, Coach uh, Carol Olivier. will be on uh, in the fourth segment uh, right after 8 o'clock uh, to talk about they're playing for a state championship this weekend uh, up in uh, Tioga. And, of course, our always today in sports history. But uh, last night in the NBA, the Pels, Got off to a good start as uh, they opened their season up in uh, Memphis. And uh, about even up after one period, uh, the Pels came out and hit a couple big threes in that second period. Stormed ahead uh, of uh, at 57 to uh, 47 as they uh, had a great second quarter. Then uh, hung on in the third, uh, outscored uh, the Grizzlies by a couple, and then uh, pretty much uh, assaulted the game away in the fourth period. Uh, they were outscored by five, but ended up winning 111 to 106. C.J. McCollum had a big night, uh, especially from the three-point line. He was eight out of 16 from the floor, but uh, I believe he was six out of nine from the three-point line. And uh, even uh, the Saints, uh, uh, Saints, see the Pelicans uh, had just a good night uh, with that. Uh, man, uh, Zion played 31 minutes, also seven rebounds, three assists. And uh, he had three turnovers. That's one thing the Pels did last night, I noticed. They turned the ball over quite a bit. I think they had uh, in the low 20s in their turnovers uh, with that. But they shot well from the floor, 47% to 42 for Memphis. Uh, they hit 44% of their threes. As I mentioned, uh, C.J. McCallum went off uh, in that second period. Uh, elsewhere uh, with that, uh, they out-rebounded to uh, Memphis by a, a, a rebound margin of 52 to 37. Had 11 offensive rebounds, too, as Zion Williamson was getting some second-chance points underneath the basket. But as I mentioned, 20, uh, they committed 21 turnovers, just a, a shade too many. Uh, had just about as many assists, 22, uh, with that. So the Pels uh, start off on the right foot uh, last night up in Memphis. Of course, they come back home Saturday night uh, for a 6 o'clock game as they play host to the New York Knickerbockers. The Knicks come to town uh, Saturday night. And then Monday night, they take on Golden State, the Warriors, and that crowd. So Clay Thompson and uh, the rest of uh, those shooters. So we'll see how the Pels do for just the first game of 82 through the course of the year. Of course, the Pels, I do believe, uh, missed the 
They missed the, did they miss the playoffs? They had a play-in game that they got beat last year. I'm trying to recall. Yeah. Uh, uh, with that. So, uh, anyway, the other games last night, Indiana over Washington. Uh, Boston beat the uh, Knicks uh, 108-104. Uh, Houston uh, loses to Orlando 116-86. Atlanta gets beat by Charlotte 116-110. Miami over Detroit 103-102. Brooklyn uh, loses to Cleveland 114-113. Toronto gets past Minnesota 97-94. Uh, the Bulls lose to Oklahoma City, one twenty-four to one hundred four. Sacramento uh, already having a team meeting, oh, really? a players-only team meeting after one game, <laughs> a bit of a blowout loss, but apparently uh, some team leaders weren't pleased. I understand. And meanwhile, uh, the the game last night that people had a lot of eyes on was uh, Dallas and uh, San Antonio. Of course, uh, the young man. From uh, San Antonio, the number one draft pick, uh, Victor uh, Wimbayama, had uh, only played uh, 23 minutes, got into a little foul trouble. He ended up with 15 points, uh, five rebounds, a couple of assists, uh, a couple steals also. But he had five blocks in that uh, 23 minutes. He, uh, uh, I think he finished out the game, but he had five personal fouls on him, uh, six and nine from the field, 0 for 1 from the free throw line. Three for five from the three-point line at seven foot three and a half. Uh, pretty intimidating, too, in that regard. So he loses his opener to the uh, Dallas Mavericks as uh, the Mavericks get Doncic uh, Don- uh, gets uh, 33 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. Starts off the year with a triple-double and uh, probably one of the finer players right now in the NBA. So uh, out on the coast last night, Portland gets beat by the Clippers 123 uh, to 111. In the meantime, uh, NFL action on tonight, folks, as uh, the uh, um, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, the Buccaneers travel up to uh, play the uh, Buffalo Bills in a big game. It's going to be curious to see that game tonight or, of course, Tampa Bay have been playing pretty well. Uh, they're three and three on the year. Uh, uh, with that, of course, they beat the Saints. They have the tiebreaker ahead until they play their next game, Tampa. But Tampa's only averaging 17 points a game. Uh, meanwhile, the Bills come in averaging 28 points a game. Uh, with that, uh, they're third in the league in scoring as of uh, this time during the NFL season. So uh, we'll see. The Bills just, uh, I don't know, uh, just can't uh, seem to get going. They are four and three on the year. They, tonight, they're a nine-point pick against uh, Tampa Bay uh, with the kickoff uh, on the Amazon or the uh, Prime Channel. With that tonight, uh, if you have access to uh, Cox Business Channel, you're able to watch it on, uh, I guess, uh, uh, Channel 1968, if you can believe that. Of course, uh, wind uh, tonight, 11 miles an hour. Don't know if that'll be temperature 66 degrees at kickoff uh, and cloudy. So uh, we'll see uh, what Tampa Bay can do. I'm sure all Saints fans, if you're going to be like me, you're going to hope the Bills can uh, win the game in that regard. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, the the Bills in Tampa Bay uh, right now. Of course, a lot of prognosticators saying that Atlanta might be the favorite uh, in the uh, NFC South right now. Of course, they're 4-3. and three. They've got to go to Tennessee where they're, the trade deadline, too, in the NFL comes up uh, next Tuesday, uh, Halloween, uh, the trade Scary deadline. Scary stuff. Yes, indeedy. And the 4 p.m. Eastern time is the deadline. And there are rumors that the, the Titans. Derrick Henry. That's right, might let be let go. Uh, so are looking for uh, – Something they can get for him. How old would Derrick Henry be? I guess right at about 30, maybe late 20s, early 30s. Uh, former Heisman Trophy winner at Alabama. 
uh, uh, still, uh, I think, has a lot of get-go in him. So uh, we'll see, but the trade deadline with that. Of course, pertaining to the Saints now uh, this coming uh, Sunday as they uh, take on the uh, Baltimore Colts up in Indianapolis. And, of course, uh, with Anthony Richardson done for the year, uh, Gordon Amishu will be the uh, starting quarterback for the Colts. And uh, they've put up some points. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, in their games, of course, their kickoff will be at Sunday at noon on the uh, Fox Network as Indianapolis comes in like the Saints at 3-4, and four, uh, the Lucas All Stadium uh, uh, with that. The game started off uh, with uh, Indianapolis being a little favorite, of course, uh, at 1.5. Then it went as high as 2.5, then came back down to uh, uh, plus 1 for the Saints and plus 2 for the Saints. And then uh, right now it's a picket game uh, Sunday up in Indianapolis uh, with that. Of course, uh, the Saints uh, only averaging 19 points a game. That's 21st in the league. Meanwhile, the Colts are averaging 25.4 points a game. That's 6th in the league. They also uh, total yards as 7th, so they can move the ball. But I'm trying to think. Uh, Richardson went down week before last. He, he was out last week and was the first game he missed. And then Minshew came in after he got hurt with his shoulder. Or was that even three weeks ago? I'm trying to recall with Anthony Richardson. Oh, it's uh, been a it's been a while. It has. There there was some time they were debating whether or not to uh, do surgery and uh, put him out. So it took him a couple of weeks to even decide to uh, do the surgery that ended the season. So uh, with that, uh, Anthony Richardson done out for the year. The coach number one draft choice out of the University of Florida who uh, an impressive specimen for quarterback uh, running and throwing. Meanwhile, the Saints defense, uh, of course, they're seventh in the league. They only give up about 18 points a game. Meanwhile, the Colts are 30th. That's uh, the third to last. They give it 27.3 points a game. Let's see if the Saints offense can uh, strike uh, inside the red zone, inside the 20s, as uh, the Saints uh, injury report, uh, as I mentioned uh, last week, I think they had 15 on the roster. This week they come in with a, a good dozen uh, with that uh, starters to look at. Guard tackle James Hurts, an ankle, did not practice yesterday. Alvin Kamara, illness, don't know what it was, did not practice yesterday. Uh, those uh, limited practice, uh, Jawan Johnson, the tight end with a calf. JT Gray, the special teams player with a hamstring. Landon Young, a backup tackle with a hip. Uh, limited practice along with Ryan Ramchak. He's in concussion protocol. He was limited in practice yesterday along with Demario Davis with a knee, uh, Tyrone Matthew a foot, and uh, also uh, limited in practice Jimmy Graham, uh, just a, a rest uh, in that regard. Marcus May, a hamstring, limited in practice. Tyson Hill, a chest, uh, limited in practice. And uh, running back and rookie uh, Kendrick Miller with his shoulder had a full practice yesterday. So uh, good to hear, good to see. Meanwhile, the Colts, uh, nah, they had five players uh, being reported on their injury list, and all of them did not practice and that was Juju uh, Brents, a quadricep. He's a cornerback, tight end. Galen Granson, a concussion protocol. Defensive tackle Eric Jonathan, the second at an ankle. Uh, running back Zach Moss, who had a pretty good game a couple weeks ago uh, with a couple of big touchdown runs. He has an elbow and heel uh, issue, along with uh, tackle Braden Smith with a hip and wrist. So uh, we'll see how the Saints are going to come through that. In the meantime, uh, we'll see uh, if the Saints can – you know, the complaint they've had uh, is getting inside the uh, red zone. Of course, uh, don't know if the league's going to do anything with uh, 
Olave with his incident with uh, speeding 70 in a 35-mile-an-hour zone, Jeff. S- Saints sure are trying to get past it. Uh, Dennis Allen had a couple of very brief comments. Uh, we're aware of the situation. We told him to slow down uh, for his safety, everybody else's safety. He knows he made a mistake. Typical coach speak on that. But trying to move past it, uh, obviously the league may have something, but you know, compared to a lot of things that cause suspensions uh, as far as off-the-field stuff, this one's pretty mild. Yeah, and, I and, think- and and again, we don't know what that stretch of road was looking like at that time. I'd like to think he wasn't doing it, uh, you know, running you know, right behind a car and those kind of things. You, you just hope it was a better situation than it sounds, 70 yeah. and a 30. Five, yeah. Uh, and uh, with that... Uh, of course, hope he takes some of that speed and bring it on the field mm-hmm. too, in that matter uh, as uh, Alave. Yeah, you'd uh, think an NFL wide receiver would have enough thrills on the field to not necessarily have to speed. Yeah, and uh, of course, I saw video as uh, the uh, uh, video from the, I guess, the uh, deputy sheriff uh, that pulled him over. There's no, there no city police uh, uh uh, in that part of uh, New Orleans, uh, Jefferson Parish, uh, that what we call uh, uh, part of Metairie, has no city police department. Their sheriff uh, runs. That. I thought it was in Kenner. Was uh, it in Metairie? It or might. Have, well, the Saints. The Saints facilities in Metairie. That's right, uh, where the Saints practice is. But Kenner's right around it too. Yeah. It's all around it. Uh, of course, I'm wondering if that was Airline Highway. Uh, highway. It was, it was on Yenny. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did say yeah. yeah. That's correct. And that's why the speed limit was so low. Well, they had the uh, also the police video, of course, uh, with that. And he got out the court and said, oh, you know, I'm so-and-so. It's an all-insane. If the NFL does something, it's trying to use that leverage. Uh, and maybe a fine based on that. Uh, don't don't drag our name into this. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah you know he's got to be fine. There's no doubt about that. Uh, probably two ways uh, with the NFL and also with uh, the sheriff's department, and uh, uh, I guess in that area of New Orleans. Anyway, in the meantime, Saints Sunday noon uh, picket game as of uh, right now here Thursday morning. We'll see what transpires. So later on uh, uh, elsewhere tonight, uh, more college football too in that regard. Uh, as uh, last night, uh, Jacksonville State with Coach Rich Rodriguez uh, opening up a, a big win over Florida International, 41-16. to Meanwhile, uh, in uh, another game later on that night, uh, UTEP uh, gets behind early but comes back to beat Sam Houston State, 37-34. to Tonight, we got Syracuse at Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech, a three-point pick in that game. That's going to be seen on ESPN. Meanwhile, the second game, a Sunbelt contest, uh, Cajun fans might be interested in, as Georgia State, who just beat the Cajuns 20-17 to this past weekend, they're, they're traveling over to Georgia Southern to take on uh, them. Uh, they're Georgia Southern's a one-point pick in that game. That game's going to be on ESPN2. So uh, football uh, is here in the air. Meanwhile, uh, as I mentioned, uh, we'll see what Tampa Bay can do in that regard with the trade deadline. There's talk about a few people uh, being moved around. So uh, not sure if uh, the Saints might be interested. Maybe some more an offensive lineman as uh, their offensive linemen have gone down uh, throughout the course of the year and a lot of backups and uh you know trevor penning was benched two weeks ago and uh having some issues with pass blocking and even false starts so we'll see maybe we can get his head straight the number one uh, one of the number one draft choice that year along with Alave. i think he was a 19th pick for the uh, saints in the meantime uh we'll see what takes place uh in that uh 
football in the air, as we said. Of course, uh, more NBA basketball in the meantime, uh, right around the corner. And uh, we're getting ready to have on Coach uh, Josh Learman of the New Iberia High School Yellow Jackets as uh, they come up with a big win over the Como Spartans uh, last Friday night by a score of 28-21. to 21. Of course, they uh, take on Sulphur, who will be coming to New Iberia tomorrow night. Uh, other high school action, too, uh, to keep an eye on. A game we'll have here on Kane Radio, uh, FM 107.5 AM 1240, is Catholic High. Uh, we'll travel to Lowerville for a big uh, inter, uh, I guess, parish uh, rivalry as the uh, Lowerville uh, Tigers had a big win as they uh, knocked off Ascension Episcopal 30-9. Panthers with a big win over Franklin by the score of 49-12. Also, another big game in the city if uh, don't wish to travel to Lorville to see that contest or listen to it on Kane Radio. Bring your headsets and uh, check up on St. Thomas More, probably, if not, one of the top five teams in the state in all classifications as they take on the Westgate Tigers uh, over at uh, off uh, Jefferson Highway, uh, um, Island Highway, as the Westgate Tigers entertain uh, St. Thomas More, Jeff. And uh, as Coach Antoine mentioned to us uh, uh, Monday, e- uh, Monday morning, I should say, and uh, when he had him on the air, just a fine football team, St. Thomas More, year in and year out. And uh, they uh, take on the Westgate Tigers. Should be an interesting ball game up uh, out there on Jefferson Island Road. Yeah, you just hope the offense uh, finds their rhythm because without their quarterback since uh, Jabari went down, they've really been inconsistent offensively. Uh, Did get away with that victory at North Vermillion. But hopefully uh, just as they continue to work uh, and understand that Jabari's out, uh, that they – hopefully have some exponential growth with the uh, quarterback situation and the overall offense uh, and the changes because. Yeah, that and, you know, since Jabari Antoine went down uh, with that injury a few weeks ago, uh, offense hadn't been likely the same, but uh, have a lot of fun football players on that uh, Westgate team. And we'll see how they handle St. Thomas Moore, who have been, uh, God, uh, obliterating uh, some teams in, uh, with games and uh and arguably could be the best team in the state. As they beat Brother Martin, I think, earlier in the year, thrashed him like 41-6 or something like that, who is a, a fine New Orleans football team. Anyway, just about time for our first break here. Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with uh, Coach Josh Lemon of the New Iberia High School Yellow Jackets right after this. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy athletic field provides challenges that test their competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Lander and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. 
Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Meanwhile, here back at uh, Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday. Uh, meanwhile, trying to get Coach uh, Learman on the line with us right now. Uh, hopefully get a call back from him shortly. But uh, in the meantime, the Yellow Jackets, a uh, big win last week. Uh, Jeff has they down the Como Spartans by a score of 28-21. to uh, the, the Jackets hadn't had any trouble uh, uh, scoring in the last uh, four or five games, but uh, defense had uh, given up a few points and some turnovers come into play. And uh, but a big win, get the snide off uh, Coach Lehrman, uh with a win uh, against Como and take on a sulfur tornado team uh, this uh, uh, coming Friday night here at uh, Nish, uh, where uh, uh, sulfur having their issues too. So hopefully. Uh, Coach Learman and his uh, young men uh, can come up with another big victory as, uh, of course, they end up the year journeying to Lafayette to take on the Mighty Lions, which uh, are having um, some of their issues, too. They've played well at times and poorly at times. So uh, let's hope uh, Nish could end up uh, on the year with a three-game winning streak. That would be awful nice for them uh, as a sulfur uh, tornadoes. I'm not sure what their record is offhand, but uh, uh, they're down this year also. Yeah, I, I- can only say from looking at scores week by week, but not having tallied at uh, pretty much 500. Teams. Yeah, yeah, um, they, they're having their issues. Of course, uh, still fighting through the remnants of uh, the hurricanes that they've had uh, in the last few years over in that area. A lot of still blue roofs over. And if you listen to the news this morning, talking about the bridge, talking about piecemealing it back uh, uh, with uh, the, uh, the bridge over I-10 that, that was built in 52. Uh, needs, uh, like I said, I'm going to have to start living a better life if I'm going to see that new bridge. Uh, <laughs> I need to hang around another 20, 30 years or so. Yeah, I'm sure I will not see it. But, you know, I know a lot of friends that take the 210 interchange. They won't go over that bridge if you're for not whatever in a hurry, reason. If you're not in a hurry, it, it takes you another four or five minutes if traffic is going good. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I can never remember not going over that bridge, to be very honest with you. I thought that bridge was older than that, also, to be quite so. honest with you. Uh, it was built in 52, uh, of course, being that being the former Highway 90, um, uh, Fed, uh, United States Highway 90. Anyway, in the meantime. So uh, with that, uh, hopefully we'll hear back from Coach Learman. But uh, elsewhere, um, you know, other big games this weekend uh, on the high school slate. We mentioned about Catholic High journeying to Lorville, uh to take on uh, uh, the Lorville Tigers. That's going to be a big ball game. Uh, so we've uh, made notion here on the 
uh, Bayou Sports is that uh, Lorville beats Catholic High. Their chance uh, to winning the district championship outright is uh, is pretty safe. They still have another game to play uh, against, I believe, uh is it Delcom? I think yeah, they're at Delcom. Yeah, to uh, play Delcom, of course, uh, with Coach Ardelios' team being awful young this year, and down Lorville could be a prohibitive favorite in that game. Uh, elsewhere, uh, some other games around in the area: uh, the Generate Tigers uh, journey to uh, Covenant Christian. Uh, Generate, I uh, think six and two on the year. They're looking at maybe eight wins. You got to go back a long time to see the last time uh, Generate High won eight ball games in a high school football season. But hats off to them. They're playing really well. Got a couple uh, bonafide Division One prospects on that team. Also, of course, uh, Centerville will be coming uh, to Highland Baptist uh, Friday evening. Uh, I do believe Coach said it was a senior. Was it senior night? For, I would imagine. So. For, no, well, not necessarily because they do play. They do have a, next that's week right that's right they've Central been catholic boy they've been road warriors this year uh with that where they play five straight games away from home but, so. but have finished the season three of four at home and the one road game at generettes yeah so. with that so uh good luck to coach uh, rick hudson and his uh bears elsewhere some other games in the area to keep an eye on too of course we mentioned about st thomas moore at westgate also uh, abbeville at st martinville as uh, the wildcats take on the tigers uh, we'll see which cat's going to come out on top. Elsewhere, Karen Crow at Acadiana could be for the district championship. Karen Crow undefeated right now, ranked highly in the state uh, right now. But games tonight, Southside will be at Lafayette High and Vermilion Catholic, the number one ranked team, and uh, all of uh, Class A will be at Central Catholic. Should be a pretty good ball game there. Of course, Vermilion Catholic not having any trouble to defeat some of the uh, – Triple uh, double A schools in the areas they down Lowerville this year, Catholic High, along with uh, uh, with Ascension Episcopal. Uh, with that, uh, another game, Barbie Como. Of course, we talked about Sulphur at Nuremberg High. Hopefully. And then, by the way, Sulphur two and six. Yeah, I, I knew they were down this year, and I remember talking to one of their faithful fans. Got hammered by Destrahan last week. They did, and uh, one of their faithful fans told me as I bumped into him, uh, he felt they could beat Como, and he feels the same way about Sulphur. Who knows with Lafayette High, but. Let's see if the Yellow Jackets can put three together. Uh, in Bowling, we call it a turkey. Anywhere, elsewhere, North Vermillion uh, will be at uh, LCA Lafayette Christian, who pretty much is dominating teams uh, in that regard. So uh, I'm trying to remember if their last game is against uh, Acadiana. I can't recall that if they've played Acadiana uh, this year or not. Uh, but that's 5A yeah, and 4A. About? Yeah. Uh, LCA, who's their final game against? Is that no, St. Thomas, Thomas Moore? Moore. Okay. Not yeah, Lafayette. I knew it was a big rivalry game in the parish uh, of Lafayette. Uh, elsewhere, Crawley at Erath. Other games, Ascension Episcopal will be at Delcom. We'll see if uh, Audie Lauza can get off the snide there. Uh, of course, Ascension, uh, we had heard, of course, uh, that maybe their quarterback had gone down in uh, one of their later games, uh, but can't confirm that uh, with that regard that came from a coach. Uh, elsewhere, just other games in the area the, of interest, maybe with some of our fans. Uh, church pointed Kaplan uh, uh, with that game. Of course, a former Catholic High uh, 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 player is now the head football coach at Kaplan. Had his dad as an assistant defensive coordinator at one time. I think he's moved on. He's so, back at Catholic High, isn't he? Uh, no, he's. Uh, uh, I didn't think so, Brady. I, I don't think Brody. I don't think he's back at Catholic High. I thought he was, but maybe not. He might still be a captain with his son. 
anyway, uh, anyway, some interesting high school football games on tap for the weekend. So uh, with that, uh, uh, games around the area, as we ask always, uh, get out and support your local high school teams uh, to watch good football and uh, watch them play. These kids work hard during the week and uh, besides having to study. So uh, we look forward to that uh, with high school football here on Kane Radio. Uh, still have another week of games and, of course, the playoffs. Power ratings are out uh, We'll see how that's going to be determined with uh, some of our local schools getting into the playoffs. We'll see how far they can go in, in the meantime in that regard. Also mentioned uh, about uh, college football tonight, Syracuse at uh, Virginia Tech, uh, minus three. Virginia Tech's a favorite on ESPN. Sunbelt action, Georgia State, who defeated the Cajuns this past weekend. They're going to be at Georgia Southern. They're at Georgia Southern's a one-point pick. That's an ESPN two game. And, of course, the big uh, pro game tonight uh, in that regard uh, with Tampa Bay, uh, Baker Mayfield and company heading up to uh, take on the Buffalo Bills, who are uh, a nine-point pick. I've seen it move between nine and nine and a half. Of course, I'll be on Prime or Amazon Network tonight uh, in that regard. So also the trade deadline in the NFL next Tuesday. Uh, hopefully not uh, teams get too spooked, if you know what I mean, for uh, – with the kids uh, trick-or-treating uh, later on that night. I do think it is that night uh, trick-or-treat. I haven't heard anything more being published about That's pretty traditional, yeah. Yeah, uh, with that, of course, usually. I, I know some neighborhoods uh, try and circumvent uh, outside neighbors, uh, kids outside the neighborhood, but I think that's kind of chinky. Yeah, that's taking place in some of the uh, neighborhoods around town uh, in that regard for the local kids. Uh, in the meantime, uh, trade deadline, 4 p.m. Eastern time. That would be 3 p.m. our time. We'll see if uh, any surprises. Of course, we mentioned about Derrick Henry, that the Titans might put him on the chopping block. But, of course, I'm sure they're looking for a, a nice uh, uh, in, uh, gift in return. Uh, don't know if you can call, recall a number one draft pick. His age will come into play, but – he can still rumble, and he's hard to bring down once he gets started. So uh, with that, anyway, um, trying to think uh, other things uh, maybe to bring up, uh, Jeff, in that regard, just looking over some of my uh, notes here uh, with uh, regards to the uh, sporting world uh, with that. Of course, the World Series will tip it off, um, I think, tomorrow uh, tomorrow afternoon. Is it tomorrow night? Tomorrow night uh, the World Series begins between uh, – um, of course, the Astros and Dodgers not in it for the first time. You got to go back a long way, six years or so, uh, with that. But I think the World Series gets started uh, tomorrow evening. Uh, that game, of course, Arizona will journey to Texas to take on the Rangers as the Diamondbacks surprisingly beat uh, the Philadelphia Phillies in their home uh, field. Uh, of course, Globe Light Field in Arlington, Texas will be the. Uh, the game, I'm trying to think what network it's going to be on. Is it Fox? Yeah, it's all on Fox. I'm not sure if they're going to put some of the games on FS1, but definitely Fox has it. And, you know, again, you know, Friday, Saturday in Arlington, uh, take a day off, three straight days then in Arizona, back after a day off in Texas if need be. But all 703 games and, uh, again, the roofs. Going to be right. uh, closed. That's right. So uh, don't have to worry about that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, probably the prohibitive favorite uh, for the first game will be Texas, so minus 160 uh, over and under. That game is eight. Uh, starting pitcher Zach Gallen uh, for the Diamondbacks. He's 17-9 and nine on the year. He's three uh, 3.47 ERA. Meanwhile, Nathan uh, Evaldi, uh, 
is 12 and 5 on the year. He's got a 3.63 ERA. Uh, uh, they said the five-mile-an-hour wind from center field, that won't come into play with the roof closed unless they've got big doors they're going to open up. Uh, the temperature outside will be 58 degrees. I'm sure inside it's going to be somewhere in the uh, uh, 70, 72 generally uh, with that. So um, interesting World Series, uh, Texas uh, looking for their first uh, champ, uh, championship as Arizona won back yeah. in 01 when they beat the Yankees on Louis uh, Gonzalez's uh, game-winning single up the middle uh, to beat the Yankees in that uh, tragic year of 01 where the World Series was uh, and the season was pushed back, uh, what, a week? At uh, least, yeah. Yeah, when uh, uh, they decided to resume baseball uh, with that. So, anyway, um, interesting contest. Uh, World Series Friday, Saturday, like you uh, mentioned, then a travel day Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, if necessary. Of course, it's the best out of seven uh, in that. So, uh, big baseball it, news Dusty Baker made it official. Uh, he has informed the Astros that he's going to retire and put in 26 years as a manager, let alone his uh, time as a player. I guess uh, came up with, not came up with Hank Aaron, but a teammate of Hank Aaron's back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, played with the Dodgers, too, for a yeah. few years. and Had some uh, good years with the Dodgers. The Dodgers had some good years in the 70s. Yes, they did. Uh, couldn't win a World – played in three World Series, couldn't win one as they lost one to the A's and two to the Yanks. Of course, they came back in the 81 season and uh, won their World Series, beating the Yanks uh, finally. And uh, with that, and I was trying to remember over the years, the uh, Dodgers-Yankees World Series, of course, in the 50s, I think there wasn't a year, maybe one or two, that a uh, New York representative wasn't in the World Series as the Yankees played in eight, I think, in the 50s. The Dodgers. Well, there are only 16 teams, and three of them were in New York. That's so, right. You know, come on. That's right. This is true. But uh, it seemed like always the Dodgers and the Yankees, the Brooklyn Dodgers, by that way, in the World Series in the late 40s and uh, mid-50s up to then. Anyway, in the meantime, Jeff, uh, Coach, uh, we're hoping to hear from Coach uh, Learman, but uh, I guess got tied up with school. Things do happen. Yeah, duties are called. uh, He's not just a football coach. Anyway, in the meantime, it's time to take another break here on Bayou Sports. Uh, We'll be back uh, on FM 107.5 and AM 1240 right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadow. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 
With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Attention high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Louisiana needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday uh, here in October the uh, 26th. And uh, with that, you know, um, college basketball, uh, NBA cranking it up in the last two nights. Uh, of course, uh, college basketball right around the corner as the games are getting ready to get going in college basketball. And uh, the AP College Basketball poll came out last week. And uh, basically, uh, here's a look at the top 25 uh, in college at basketball. Of course, the Kansas uh, Jayhawks come in at number one uh, with that, followed by the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, Purdue, with their big man, Edney, he's seven foot three or four. They come in at third, Michigan State, and Tom Izzo, another fine team he's got lined up. The Marquette Warriors also in there uh, at number five, of course, UConn, the Connecticut Huskies, come in at sixth. The Houston Cougars last year played pretty good basketball, but just uh, uh, couldn't get it through. Uh, of course, the Houston Cougars come in at seventh. Uh, Creighton uh, comes in at eight. Uh, eight. That's the Creighton Blue Jays, I do believe, up in Nebraska. Tennessee, the highest uh, ranked uh, SEC team comes in at number nine, followed by uh, an historic uh, run last year by Florida Atlantic. They come in uh, at 10th. Uh, that rounds out the top 10. Uh, also, uh, starting off at number 11, the Gonzaga uh, Bulldogs, uh, as Gonzaga comes in at 11, followed by number 12, Arizona Wildcats. Then the Miami Hurricanes, uh, yep, they're right in there at 13, uh, Miami. Uh, elsewhere, number 14, another SEC team. Team, Arkansas Razorbacks, followed by Texas A&M at uh, number 15. Rounding coming in at 16, you never think they'd be this low. The Kentucky Wildcats, uh, you, uh, for the last many years, they were top 10, top 5 teams throughout the country. Uh, but Kentucky comes in at number 16. 17 is San Diego State out there on the West Coast. We'll see what uh, the Aztecs have uh, coming this year. Number 18, uh, Texas, uh, the first team coming in from uh I want to say after the Big 12 after Kansas. Uh, elsewhere, uh, following uh, 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 Texas, North Carolina uh, comes in at number 19, followed by the Baylor Bears at 20. The USC Trojans uh, come in at number 21. We'll see how uh, LeBron's son, uh, Bronny, comes in. Uh, of course, he had some health issues uh, earlier this year. We'll see how he'll play with the uh, Trojans this year. and Would he be a one-and-done player, giving him an opportunity to play with his dad? Uh, interesting. Elsewhere, number 22, Villanova, the Wildcats, uh, two-time uh, uh, champs in the NCAA, followed by number 23, St. Mary's. 
which has another fine team, a team little uh, that people know little about, but always a fine basketball program. And also another SEC team is, comes in at number 24. That's uh, Alabama, the Crimson Tide, check in at number 24. And uh, finally rounding out the top 25, the Illini, uh, the Illini up in uh, Illinois coming in at uh, number 25. So with that, but UConn uh, may be the reigning champs, you know, but Kansas looks, you know, like the potential team to beat as the new preseason approaches. Of course, the Jayhawks avoided postseason ban and significant penalties with the final ruling on their infractions case this offseason, which cleared the way for head coach Bill Self uh, to pursue his third national championship of his career. And there, there may not be a, a more important offseason uh, move than uh, Hunter Dickinson's transfer. He left Michigan to go to Kansas, which gives the Big 12 powerhouse a formidable low-post presence, and he has already proven himself at some of the highest levels of college basketball. So uh, Dickinson's resume, you ready, includes a consensus All-American selection, a Big Ten Rookie of the Year, three All-Big Ten selections from his time as the Wolverines. He averaged 18.5 points, nine rebounds, 1.8 blocks a game uh, while shooting 56% from the field, even a 42% from the deep last season. Of course, his ability to extend uh, a game beyond the perimeter even one or two times a game makes him all the more dangerous and gives the Jayhawks another option on the offensive side course uh, with that anyway therefore there are four of that from the only national contenders Purdue brought back their big man in Zach Edney who's seven three seven four and should be plenty motivated to bounce back from his stunning NCAA tournament lost to fairly Dickinson last year Duke might be the best team in the country with uh, with Kyle Filipowski uh Leading the way, Michigan State uh, has enough talent to challenge the ballermakers in the Big Ten. Then there's UConn, which lost a host of players, among others, and there's plenty of firepower returning. Camp Spencer transferred from uh, Rutgers to join a highly regarded recruiting class. Of course, uh, head coach Dan Hurley landed the number four overall recruiting class in 2023. Of course, Hurley at Connecticut. Uh, anyway, it's just going to be interesting. We'll see how the uh, collegiate basketball season, which gets underway, usually around the second, third week in November, right around the corner. So no shortage of uh, fine players in collegiate uh, basketball in the state of Louisiana. Still looking for some At least they're there for a year. That's right. Those fine players. That's right. Uh, Collegiate basketball in Louisiana. Of course, LSU going through their issues last year. Uh, We'll see how uh, they come out on top this year. The Raging Cajuns, too. Uh, I think they uh, gave uh, uh, an extension to uh, their coach uh, recently uh, with that. Of course, the Cajuns uh, also looking to get back into the tournament. Uh, Other teams around the state uh, with regards to basketball with McNeese, Nichols, Northwestern, La Tech. Not sure what they're going to have. Of course, uh, basketball in Louisiana in the last year was dominated by a ladies' team in Baton Rouge uh, as uh, Coach Kim Mulkey's uh, squad brings back one of the better guards in the country uh, and forwards in Angel uh, Reese and also a big transfer out of Louisville at point guard to replace the young lady they lost last year. And it looks like Coach Kim Mulkey up at uh, in Baton Rouge uh, building another national quality team as I do believe they were uh, preseason. I think the rankings came out with the ladies. They did last week. Yeah, they were number one also, I do yes. believe. 
and to defend the and, and again, e- title. easy to make that prediction. One, you're the returning national champs, but two, the recruiting class that they had, the, the transfers. Um, yeah, Kim uh, has no excuses over the next several years to continue to just build upon that program. Yeah, not only that, I think she also signed one of the number one players uh, in the state of Louisiana yeah. Yeah, up in Shreveport High School basketball. So, uh uh, she's not uh, rebuilding, she's reloading, so to speak. And uh, the point guard coming in, her name, she's got a hyphen last name, yeah. uh, escapes me. But uh, she's 5'8 or so, 9, and just a wizard with the ball. So uh, with that and the score, my problem is, will they have enough basketballs to go around <laughs> to keep everybody happy uh, here during this season? W- winning cures a lot of those. Oh, those. that it does. And I hate to say this, but... I'm pretty sure the women are going to outdraw the men like it happened up in La Tech back in the 80s when they had uh, a supreme basketball team back in their days when Kim Mulkey was a player up in La Tech. When I was doing Nichols State Sports, Stephen F. Austin, they would put the women's game as the second game because that was the draw. The men's game was the appetizer, and uh, the women's game uh, was the thing there at don't don't call them SF Austin. They hated that. Yeah, I know what you're saying uh, with that. Uh, anyway, um, just uh, interesting uh, with that uh, uh, basketball right around the corner. Of course, locally, our high school teams, uh, Nurbel High and Catholic High, both made the uh, top 28 last year. Uh, local teams that have uh, played in uh, the big tournament up there. Of course, the first time in the history of Catholic High that they journeyed to uh, the top 28 tournament. Uh, of course, Nish, a uh, long tradition of playing in that tournament last year. Uh, and uh, they were defeated by, was it Ponchatoula last year, who had a big man on the inside? Yeah, a couple of big guys. Uh, Catholic High went to the Sulphur top 28. Yeah, they sure did. Charles? Yeah, they got beat by, um, oh, man, that, that – who they lose to? Uh, they played up and they played well for the first uh, half, uh, and then the team they played against pulled away late uh, in the uh, second quarter uh, and went on to lose that game. I think Kalakai made a run uh, late in the game, but ended up getting beat by like four or five points. Uh, and boy, that the team they played escapes me. I think they won the state championship. Uh, was it? Uh, you might have to look that up, uh, but. Uh, Anyway, I know the triplets. I call them the triplets and uh, with Jaden Mitchell along with uh, Tristan Lewis and Chris Green. I call them the tri- uh, triplets. They've been playing together and starting as freshmen uh, for Catholic High. And they'll be juniors this year along with a couple 6'6 kids uh, that Catholic High, Tross Clare, uh, put a little, needed a little stronger, put a little weight on him along with, I think, a Menville young man, um, Jacob Menville, who's about 6'6", who will be a sophomore also on this team so it'll be interesting to see how uh the panthers uh do here in the uh in this area uh they had a pretty good team uh looks like they uh, rally again I yeah think. catholic high lost to calvary baptist and they lost to newman yes okay yeah newman has uh, i want to say newman has like two or three six ten kids uh, on their team or six eight kids on that team that randy livingston the former prep all-american who went on to lsu uh tore his knee up before he got to lsu and just never was the same player was a fine player but uh just never was the player he was coming out of high school uh back in the uh mid 90s uh randy livingston who was literally the player of the year in the country uh coming out of newman high school uh 
with that. So uh, uh, high school basketball, collegiate basketball, women's basketball all around uh, the corner. So uh, we'll see how local teams do. Uh, of course, Nish and Catholic High playing in that tournament. Of course, the Highland uh, Baptist Lady Bears uh, played up there. Uh, at that time, uh, of course, they play in Hammond. Uh, with that, and uh, they played for a state championship a couple of years ago and were defeated, but uh, just a fine representation of uh, New Iberian basketball lately. Uh, so we'll see how things progress uh, through high school basketball this year. Of course, uh, we'll see uh, keep an eye on our collegiate teams along with uh, see how the Pels do as they come back home uh, to open the season in New Orleans uh, for their home as they play two games against the Knicks Saturday night at 6 and I do believe against uh, the Warriors, San Francisco, as they come to town uh, to take on uh, with Steph Curry and that crowd, Clay Thompson. So it should be an interesting uh, matchup. You wonder, I think, uh, the Warriors did play. Did they play for the championship? No, uh, they got beat by uh, Denver. Uh, who did Denver beat for the championship last year? I'm trying to think through. Uh, it escapes me. Was it the Bucks? That uh, that Denver beat couldn't have been. They say in the same division. I'm trying no, to think no, who no. from the Celtics. I can't recall who Denver beat last year to win their uh, uh, NBA first ever NBA championship. And somebody out of the East. That that much is true. That much uh, we, I can't, we can I can't, confirm. Uh, I can't think. Was it? Uh, was it the Bucks? No, it couldn't have been the Bucks. Was it? No, the Bucks Celtic? are in the East. Yeah. What, was it? Uh, was, was it the Celtics? Uh, last year that uh, Denver... Uh, this is showing really how much we really care about the NBA. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, anyway, I'm just looking to that uh, with that. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking of all the teams it wasn't. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, just go. Was it Miami. There you go. Miami. I, I was thinking Miami. I didn't want to say it out loud, uh, but it did seem like they uh, came out of nowhere. Yeah, like that's they were right. They like the eighth seed or Somewhere something. Somewhere in there, that's right. And they uh, had a couple of uh, upsets. Well, obviously, most of their series were upsets until uh, the finals. Yeah, that. Anyway, but Miami, remember it was uh, Jimmy um, Butler. Yes, who uh, he was exploded. playing out of his behind. Yeah, yeah just exploded in those playoffs uh, to give uh, – uh, the Miami, uh, the Heat, uh, the opportunity to uh, win a championship. So uh, they've won it before, but with LeBron and that crowd. Anyway, uh, in the meantime, just about time to take another break. We'll hope to have on uh, Coach uh, Carol Olivier to talk about uh, the Acadiana Christian Lions playing for a state championship this weekend. So uh, we're going to go ahead and take a uh, break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio. FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back, hopefully, with Coach Carol Olivier right after this. Athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good-paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. 
With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Swyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Rope. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, October the 26th. And uh, on the line with us is uh, head football coach of the Acadiana Christian Lions, Carol Olivier. Good morning, Coach. Welcome to the show. And, uh, boy, I know you're probably pretty pumped up and excited about this weekend. Uh, how y'all doing this morning? And, of course, man, excited. Excited is an understatement. Uh, Coach, uh, with that, uh, of course, tell our listeners uh, what's going to take place. I, bl- I do believe uh, a Saturday kickoff. Is that correct? Uh, I guess the Saturday uh, championship for uh, the ASO League um, is at Tioga High School. Um, kickoff at 7 o'clock. And, Coach, uh, with that, of course, Tioga High School, why don't you explain to our listeners, I know you, I think, have previously, but for anyone uh, tuning in uh, new, uh, the reason that game is being played in uh, Tioga? Um, uh, normally we play our games at Louisiana Christian School, the college, uh, university. All right. I don't know I don't, uh, what actually um, took place in all for us to not be playing there this year. Um but I know they had to move it late, so uh, we'll be playing at Tioga High. So we, we're excited about it. Like I told my guys, uh, we could have played it in the sugarcane field, and we still be excited because of the magnitude of the game. So we're just privileged to be able to be there. Uh, Coach- yeah, I was going to say, if you could recap Thursday's semifinal game. Oh, man, Thursday game, uh, it was exactly what I thought it would be. Uh, we knew uh, Swallow was going to be a tough opponent. Um, they're always tough. They're always um, prepared, well-coached. Um, first half was was uh, kind of tough on us. We ended up going into halftime up 6 nothing. Um, but we had a lot of penalties, like this, and, and that's not normal for us. I want to say we had 16 penalties in the first half. That's the most we've been penalized. All throughout the whole season, not 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 even talking about a game. So um, we had like a, a two touchdowns called back in the first half. Um, so that hurt. Um, but then in the second half, at halftime, uh, 
as a staff, we challenged our guys. It was giving us some trouble with uh, pass protection, picking up blitzes. Uh, and then uh, so we kind of made some adjustments. And then second half, we just kind of went straight at them. We kind of got away from the the air attack and just kind of went went to one-two punch with uh, Ty and Malachi, who just kind of took us home, ended up scoring 21 unanswered points in the second half and fell them to zero. Yeah, you know, uh, if I'm reading this right, seven straight shutouts uh, at this point. Uh, what uh, have been the keys to that success? Um, I, I have to say it's just been installed. Um, I think that was the, 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 the biggest thing. We was trying to figure out, right, we're not going to out-athlete anybody, right? We're not going to out-physical um, anybody. and We're not the fastest team, but knowing – What's coming next, we have some really smart kids on our team, you know, some brilliant kids. So just showing them, right, what what other teams run. Okay, they line up in this formation. Nine times out of ten, if you see this, this is going to be a kid that's going to tell us that these two plays are coming, you know. So once we started doing that, kids started taking notes. They started seeing the game come alive. I remember playing Swallow for the first time at home. It went on a motion jet motion, and we knew what was coming. And I remember my inside linebacker, Keller Broussard, he came to the sideline on the timeout and he said, Coach, I'm telling you, it's like I know what's coming every time. And I think that's what kind of brought us to the next level um, defensively, just walking through everything, making sure everybody got their jobs. And, and we're not just out there playing tackle the man with the football, kind of like we were last year because we were so focused on trying to implement an offense. We didn't really spend a lot of time defensively, um, but this year we spent a lot of time um, preparing the defense. You've, you've got JPG, the one team you lost to to start the season. Uh, a whole lot has changed for both teams, I would imagine, since August 11th. Yeah, um, man, super excited. Um, coach Barrett is an amazing coach. Um you know, similar to Coach Hines with Swallow, um, very disciplined. They run that veer like a Kadiana. Um, they got some tremendous athletes at backfield, uh, Sawyer Dean, um, Riley. These guys are, are explosive. I, I often tell my guys all the time, we were talking about it yesterday, these guys, what I call, they have w- wiggle, you know, um, backs that, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll throw you off, they'll twist, they'll turn, um, very savvy running the ball, um, but it's not one tackler don't tackle these guys. So we got to tackle by committee. Uh, we got to hold on when we do get an opportunity to get a hand on them. Um, so I'm excited about it because we've changed a lot too, and I'm anxious to see um, what it's going to look like. I got told the guys that we hold those guys scoreless. Um, we 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 know God was disguised as ACS and went out there. So that's how good they are. Um, um, but just get just being prepared for the fact that they may score, they may go up. We got to be ready to battle adversity and fight through. This game not going to be over until the buzzer go off. And if we come out there and play our best game, I think we can compete with them. And um, my goal is to be the uh, have the hopefully have the ball last with an opportunity to go go ahead. I I, I, I like my um, chances if we can keep it that close. There you go. Anything uh, fans uh, need to know if they want to make that trip? Any organized caravans or buses or uh, anything else uh, they may need to know if they're heading up to Tioga Saturday? Oh, man, we're really excited. Uh, we're going to pull out here at 2. We was blessed. We got a charter bus. Some of our boys never rode a charter bus to go to that game before, so we had our families um, kind of um, bless us with that. Um, so we're super excited about that. So if they want to follow us out there, 
We're going to get out there probably a little early. We're going to leave from here at 2 o'clock. So if they want to, you know, wave by, send the guys off, anything like that, um, they can be prepared to be here for that about 145, and we're going to pull out at 2. Don't know much about Tioga, but I believe it's a little bit north of Alexandria and not too far off of I-49. Yeah, beautiful facility. We uh we do our state uh track meet there, so um, turf facility, um, beautiful facility, man. We're excited about it. We're blessed that they were able to give us an opportunity to, to use their facility on such short notice. So, man, we're super excited. We You know, we practice on a grass field. So anytime we get to touch the turf, we're excited. But this game means everything to us, everything to our seniors. Um, you know, my son, he's a senior, never had an opportunity to play in a playoff game. We made it last year, but he was injured. Um, this was his first playoff game. And, um, we got his first postseason win in his high school career. And then being able to go into it with Everett. Everett's a seven-year football player at Kadana Christian School. So nobody's more ACS football um, than, than Everett Higgins. So just to see him be able to, to take the field um, as a senior in the state championship is amazing. We actually took him eat yesterday and ran into Coach Dwight Fives. Which, which I think that was just a guy saying he got to talk to the boys, um, tell him about, you know, how he was with the program. And, um, you know, he was praying for him and he was excited for him. And that was so good. You know, it was, it was so special for those guys. Yeah, and a nice uh, gesture indeed by uh, the prior coach there at Acadiana Christian, if folks uh, weren't aware of that. Yes, 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 sir. Well, very good, Coach. Best of luck uh, Saturday night. Uh, safe travels. And, we look forward to recapping it next week. Uh, but, again, congratulations on getting your team um, to that championship, and best of luck uh, in it Saturday night. Thank you so much. Looking forward to our conversation Thursday. All right. Take care, Coach. Yeah, good luck right. to you, Coach. Appreciate right. it. Uh, great uh, to see that. And, again, just uh, it's been a, quite a run there, seven straight shutouts. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, Swalla or Southwest Louisiana Homeschool. 20 to 8, that was the last team that scored on them. Uh, granted, uh, they lost, uh, I mean, Kadiana Christian won 20 to 8, but that was the last time uh, that they gave up points. Uh, pretty impressive. Well, I can assure you that if he doesn't give up any points, he, can, he won't get beat. Yes. He won't get beat, that's for sure. Anyway, uh, just good luck to him. Uh, it's great to hear uh, they've been playing football for a few years. Uh, at one time, I do believe they were in the LH. Uh, LHSAA, but uh, I can't imagine how. Yeah, they were they were single. They were uh, the name of the school was Assembly of God at the time. Assembly Christian, yes, and uh, they they may have been uh, LHSA non football playing. Correct, they did play basketball and some other spring sports and all, but they weren't playing. You're correct, they're playing football at the time. And uh, when this new league was formed, they decided to join in only playing eight man football which uh, a lot of Louisiana did before World War II in that regard. Uh, uh, the prior school, to, uh, Catholic High St. Peter's College, uh, also played uh, eight-man football uh, back in the day before. You know, uh, schools were very small back then, and uh, as population grew, uh, the schools enhanced. So, And uh, just one other thing, Catholic High, believe it or not, was the first school in Acadiana to win a state championship in Louisiana High School Athletic Association back in 62. No other school in the area. Jennings came close a couple times, but uh, no schools in the Acadiana area had ever won a state championship in 11-man football until Catholic High did in 1962. Anyway, today in sports history, and it uh, looks like we have a phone call right there. 
And uh, with that, no, it's on the business line, so we'll let that uh, happen elsewhere. Today in sports history, on October the 26th, way back in 1911 in the World Series, the Philadelphia A's route the New York Giants 13-2 at uh, Shide Park in uh, Philadelphia to clinch the World Series and retain the championship. Of course, uh, the infamous name Cornelius McGillicuddy, Connie Mack uh, won his second uh, World's Championship, went on to win a few more before he retired, believe it, the last man not to wear a uniform. He wore a suit in the dugout managing the Philadelphia. He also owned the A's and managed the A's. Uh, also on this date, 1934, the Washington Senators player manager, Joe Cronin, honeymoons with Mildred Robinson. And you wonder what's going on here? Well, owner Clark Griffin's niece and adopted daughter, and he sells uh, Joe Cronin to the Red Sox for going out with his niece or marrying his niece. Elsewhere on this date, 1950, Branch Rickey resigns as a Brooklyn Dodgers president. Of course, Walter O'Malley kind of forced him out with that. Of course, he goes on with the Pirates uh, and uh, builds the Pirates championship teams uh, in later years. Also in this date, 1951, future Hall of Fame uh, and heavyweight boxing champion Rocky Marciano defeats the former champ Joe Lewis by a technical knockout in the eighth round at Madison Square Garden. But uh, Joe Lewis at the time had defended his uh, championship like 25 times. Joe Lewis would take on anybody that wanted to fight him for his crown. And uh, finally, uh, at an elder age, Joe Lewis was beat by uh, Rocky Marciano. Also in this date, 1960, the American League approves the existing Washington Senators to move to Minnesota, become the Minnesota Twins. And the two expansion franchises, the Los Angeles Angels, and the Washington, of course, the D.C. Senators that will open up the season in 1961 when the schedule grows from 154 games to 162. Of course, the National League does the same thing the following year as they bring on the Houston Astros and the New York Mets and go to the 162-game schedule in 62. And just uh, as a side note, and I know you're aware of this, but uh, that Senator team that was an expansion team is now the Texas Rangers getting ready to play uh, and maybe win their first World Series. That is correct. Elsewhere on this date, uh, way back in uh, 1968, future Hall of Fame, heavyweight Hall of Fame boxing champion, George Foreman wins the Olympic heavyweight gold medal in the final. Uh, He beats Jonas Kapoulos of the Soviet Union, and it stopped in round two of the Mexico City Games. I remember that fight, too, uh, being in high school back then. Also in 1982, the Philadelphia Phillies, Steve Carlton becomes the first pitcher to win four Cy Young Awards. And I think Roger Clement has, what, six, seven that he went by that record, blew by that record back in the 90s and 2000s. Also in this date in 1985, you, I can remember it vividly, in Game 6, Don Dinkinler uh, starts a string of events that probably cost the Cardinals the World Series as he calls uh, Jose Ortega safe at first base and the uh, uh, Raw is going to get to collect a couple hits. And they beat the Cards 2-1 to one in the sixth game when the Cards were leading the series three games to two. The next night, John Tudor doesn't have it, and Brent Saberhagen does. And they beat the Cardinals 11 to nothing uh, in the seventh game of the World Series. Also in this date, 1993, the NFL announces a new expansion team as the Carolina Panthers will become in and uh, play. Uh, of course, Jake DeLome leads them to a Super Bowl ch- team, uh, but not a championship. 
Also on this date, 1997 in the World Series, Florida beats the Cleveland Indians 3-2 in Game 7 uh, for their first uh, uh, ever World's Championship. Of course, Florida pitcher Levon uh, Hernandez is the MVP of the tournament. Also in this date, in 2000, the Yankees beat the Mets 4-2 in Game 5 at Shea uh, to win the Subway Series. Yankees' third straight uh, title, the MVP goes to Derek Jeter. Elsewhere on this date, in the longest World Series game, both by innings and time, the Dodgers beat the Red Sox 3-2 in 18 innings, 7 hours, 20 minutes in Game 3 at Dodgers Stadium uh, with Max Mercy's walk-off homer. Of course, the Red Sox go on to win that uh, series, though, against the Dodgers. Birthdays today, born way back in 1911, probably one of the final offensive minds in pro football, Sid Gilman, born on this day, a pro in college football Hall of Fame uh, uh, coach for Ohio State, and he also coached uh, uh, at Cincinnati, uh, not the uh, Bengals, but the college. Also coached the Rams in Houston Oilers, born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Coach Gilman passed away in 03. Also uh, born on this day, 1965, former New Orleans Saint defensive tackle Wayne Martin, born in Forest City, Arkansas. And uh, deaths on this date, uh, one more uh, deaths on this date, Dottie uh, Green. Uh, you might remember her. Gina Davis played her in the All American Girls Professional Baseball League, Rockford Peaches. Dies of cancer at 71. And we do have on the line a, a, a caller. Coach uh, Josh uh, has been able to join us. Uh, how are you, sir? No, I'm doing all right. Appreciate your uh, getting back with us. Uh, I know sometimes schedules uh, in the morning don't always go as planned. But, again, thanks for joining us. And uh, recap uh, Friday's big victory, homecoming victory against Como. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good, good football game. You know, we... Uh, we played well enough to win. You know, our kids and our coaches deserve that. You know, we work as hard as anybody else, and, you know, they deserve they deserve to win that game. There you go. Any uh, particular highlights you want to share? Uh, we we had a, a big kickoff return by Tristan Lane uh, right after Como had scored a touchdown. You know, that kind of put the momentum back in our favor. You know, uh, had a big defensive stop at the end of the game. And uh, and then, you know, Allen Hamilton and, and Shanga Charles were – we're good, you know, like like usual. There you go. So uh, I would imagine a positive week of practice with a little momentum from the win. And you, you got a team, uh, Sulphur, that has had their struggles. Uh, I don't think they've won since week three. And coming off uh, a tough game against a very good Destrahan team. But what do what the Golden Tornadoes bring you? Yeah, they, uh, you know, they're a well-coached team. You know, they have a big, uh, big tight end. Uh, last name's Lafleur. You know, I might remember his dad. I think he played for the Cowboys. Oh wow! Uh, right, and he, you know, everything goes through him. You know, so they're going to be, you know, another, another good test. You know, just like always in this district. You know, so uh, you know we'll be ready to play and you know see if we can win another game. Final home game. Uh, anything? Uh, obviously, I would imagine senior night. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, tomorrow night we'll be we'll be senior night. We'll recognize our seniors. Real good. Anything else the fans need to know about? Tomorrow night's game? No, every, everything is the same. Uh, senior night will start about about uh, 6 o'clock. Real good. Coach, thanks for checking in. Uh, we'll let you get back to it, but uh, we'll also check in with you Saturday morning. But thanks for joining us today. I right, appreciate you guys. Yeah, yeah, good luck to you, Coach. There you go. Yeah, off the snide, get their first win. So we've got two more games to play. Well, 
I got a chance to beat Sulphur and also journey to Lafayette. Well, for Lafayette, uh, three and five on the season. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, of course, with uh, today in sports history, our quote of the day. Of course, we talked about Billy Buckner the other day uh, with the. Uh, now, as, uh, see, I saw a conflicting thing that today was the day. Really? That Buckner uh, had that ball go through. Well, his yeah, it was a game past midnight in New York. Maybe at so. Time. Maybe <laughs> at so. That time. Anyway, in the meantime, though, uh, our quote of the day comes from Billy Gardner, who uh, he said that he heard that Billy Buckner, uh, you know, after missing that ball, he if it was one man, the sickest man on the face of the earth, Billy Buckner was probably it. And uh, Gardner went on to say, I heard that Billy Buckner tried to commit suicide over the winter. He stepped in front of a car, but it went through his leg. Ouch. <laughs> anyway, uh, Billy Buckner took heat about that until the Red Sox were able to win their World Series in 04. And, uh, that was a long 18 years. Yeah, and after that, uh, of course, uh, you, a uh, Cub fan, in 2016, finally were able to prevail uh, as the Cubs uh, hadn't played in a World Series, correct me if I'm wrong, since 45. And then, of course, winning their last one in 1908. I do yeah. believe. There's a bit of a stretch. Where Tinkers to Evers to and, and Chance was again, the big call then. Had our chances. And Dusty Baker, I, I still blame him for 2003. Uh, the idea that he didn't uh, calm that team down and finish out that game six uh, against Florida. But anyway, and, and you're right. It was in the wee hours of the morning, October 26th. And so it, the game started, yes, on the 25th. And who was the uh, young man catching the, trying to elude the foul, catch a foul ball that Jesus Bar- Steve elude. Bartman. Bartman, who uh, probably has he attended a cup and, and he wasn't the only one going for oh, that I ball. Agree. It, it just hit him. And uh, and, and Derek, uh, was it Derek? No, it was uh, Moises Alou. And Moises, not Jesus, but Moises, yeah. his, his nephew. Right. Moises had every right to be upset, but you got to put it behind you. And, you know, he didn't reach over the wall. It was a catchable ball. I think Alou catches the ball if he's allowed access to it. And that pretty much ends that eighth inning. And then you only have the ninth inning to worry about. you got a two-run lead. And uh, you you advance to the World Series to take on either the Yankees or the Red Sox. I'm not sure if that series had been settled yet because it went to seven games, too. The Yankees, I think, ended up winning that series. They did. They did, and they ended up losing to the Marlins. But anyway, uh, I'm... I didn't get over 2003 just because we won in 2016. I still rue that evening. I understand. Of course, uh, Dinkinger helped me out one night, Mm. too. Anyway, of course, Jeff, that's today in sports history here on a big uh, Thursday, October the 26th. There you go. As always, thanks to our guests, uh, Josh Learman from Nish, Carol Olivier from Acadiana Christian School, 